The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Glenn Beck is back with us. Yay! Yay. Your vacation was good? Uh, My vacation was good. It was only interrupted by two insane funerals that I think I I have to make. I'd like to make Kavanaugh the lead story of the day, but I know we'll get to that. So I'm going to speak my piece on the insane funerals. Okay, Stu, a top story. All across America, people are being forced to light their shoes on fire. Mm. Forced. We'll investigate. Okay, go good. Pat. The sissification of America is in full swing. (laughs) Okay. I can't imagine why you'd ever say that. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get into all of that, but first we want to take a moment to thank our podcast and TV sponsor today, uh, Minostalgia. So, of course, they have the all of the wild rice products. These are, this is wild rice, not been tamed. No. No, this not tamed. Free range. Totally mm-hmm. wild. Free range, you totally wild. You don't know what's going to happen you, when you purchase it. You don't know. So, <laughs> yes. it's wild rice, and it's from edible, what is the it? Edible, edible Memories of the Northwoods of Minnesota. I've never eaten a memory. You, well, I mean, yes, you have, because you've had their wine jelly. Beer jelly. Beer jelly. I'm sorry. So I was in uh, Fredericksburg this past weekend and did many uh, wine tastings. And a lot of the little shops there had a bunch of different wine jellies, jams, stuff like that. Did not find any of them that came close to Minostalgia. Really? Yes. Mm. Yeah. So, so you're admitting here that you have a drinking problem. That's what I heard. Is that what you heard? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's okay. forgetting Obviously. everything that happened. Right. Uh, <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> that. The wild rice, though, helps to tame that. You put a little of that in your stomach, and then, uh, you know, you can... you're good. It does. It does. But um, they've got plenty of uh, amazing products. You can do the waffle mixes along with the wild rice. Mm. So go to blazewildrice.com right now, and you can get... off the sampler packs by using the uh, promo code TRY10. All right, Glenn. So I thought, you know, and I I hate to say this because I unplugged from the media, so I don't know what the the politically correct position is supposed to be. Um, As if you've ever followed that. Right. (laughs) Um, I just don't know. I have no idea what's coming my way. Um, The John McCain thing was... Uh, I mean, I think she had a right, Meghan McCain had a right to feel that way. I thought it was really sad that she said it at her father's. I mean, I would be pissed if I, if I die and my children do that at my funeral, I'm going to be pissed. What part of it? Uh, well, she was kind of making a shot, you know, at the orange man. Uh, you know, I just thought it was. I don't think she's the one that called him orange, though. Um, was that... Uh, was it? No, that, that was at the Aretha. The Aretha funeral. one was. Or yeah. She just said the Michael Eric Dyson. You know, he's a he is a hero, which I I completely agree with. Yeah. Um, and I disagree with John McCain on a lot of stuff, and I understand her her outrage. I just thought it was. I wouldn't want it at my funeral. Well, let's not be Paul Wells. You wouldn't want your your funeral politicized. Correct. Yeah. Um, now, Aretha Franklin's funeral was crazy. Was mm-hmm. crazy. Aretha Franklin, the only the, the, the only pastor that is in trouble is the one who spoke truth. You have Louis Farrakhan, who shouldn't be on the dais with anyone. I don't know if you saw the people on the left in their, their tweets defending Bill Clinton. Well, he didn't invite. No, he didn't invite. But I know I don't know about you. If I go to a funeral and Richard Spencer is on the dais, I say, 
Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going up. Not I'm not sitting, sitting up there. there. No. Right, okay. None of them had a problem sitting up with him, or they just didn't want to cause a problem. He's an anti-Semite racist who is trying to destroy America. You don't sit next to him, no matter whose funeral it is. Um, but nobody had a problem with that. In fact, NBC uh, delighted in the panoply of, of uh, people there. Um, then you had the grope of, of Ariana Grande. Did you see that? Yes. Do you was... agree that that was a grope? Yes, absolutely. And I, I, I watched it, and I, I felt uncomfortable just watching it. Just being on stage in front of all of these people. Unbelievable. It was, it, was, it made me feel disgusting. Did I felt like I needed that a way, shower. Did you feel that way about watching Bill Clinton watch her behind, too? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean yes. it that way, but yes. watch her from the... Anyway, that is where he was watching. Well, I mean, That's where both, he was watching. Both would apply. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so really disgusting. Um, and then he, that preacher makes a Taco Bell joke, which... <laughs> It would not be acceptable in any uh, in any situation. But the guy who gets in trouble is the guy who says, "Let's talk about respect. Let's talk about what blacks are doing to the black community." And he starts saying, "You know, what was it? Thirty-seven hundred uh, blacks have been killed. Thirty-four hundred blacks have been killed in eighty-six years." Oh, you do yeah. play it? Yeah, yeah. If you choose to ask me today, uh, do black lives matter? Let me answer like this. No, black lives do not matter. Black lives will not matter. Black lives ought not matter. Black lives should not matter. Black lives must not matter until black people start respecting black lives and stop killing ourselves, black lives can never matter. That is wow. truth. So powerful. So powerful. That is, the, that is the most important thing I heard in 14 days, and it's the only thing that... That, that they're mad about. That they're mad about. Yeah. It's the power of truth. Yeah, his, his number was 3,400-some... Blacks were killed by the KKK in an 86-year span of time. And he said, is that a lot? Yeah, you bet that's a lot of people. He said, but... Um, in the same 86 years... Yeah, well, he started out with 3,400 people have been killed by black people in, in the last six months. Mm -hmm. So double that for the year and then multiply it by 86. What do you have? I mean, that's... 591,000. And he's... And wow. It was so powerful. And he talked about fathers... Where 70% of, of African-American homes are without a father. Now, that doesn't mean that a mother can't raise her children. There's plenty of people that, that do that. But I didn't. The, I mean, single mom, I didn't take offense to that right. when I heard it. My I mean, mom there, was there a are, single mom. There are some things, as a mother, you can't right. show anyone who, Anyone who has had both boys and girls um, know that raising them is wildly different. And I've had three girls and one son. And I will tell you, I felt like pretty much a worthless parent because I'm like guessing the whole time. <laughs> when it's my son, I see him coming a million miles away. I know what he's thinking. I know where he's going. I know it. And my wife doesn't understand him like I don't understand the daughters, okay? Okay. 
There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I'm a man, he's a boy, she's girls, she's a woman. That's what he was saying, but that's not allowed to be said. Yeah. Uh, you know, you also take into consideration, um, just to kind of make it even more wild, that you can't even say that you're a man and she's a woman and they're <laughs> girls because gender is fluid now, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not? No, it's not. Oh. No. I, and, and if I may, just take just a second yes. to divert. We started um, today on radio and on television um, all this fall, all the way through Christmas. We are just going to be hitting postmodernism and feminism and what it really is. Um, it's all around my, my new book that's coming out in a couple of weeks. But I'm telling you, and, and, and even two weeks ago when I left, the writing staff was starting to get there. But coming back, they have written a lot of stuff, done a lot of research while I was gone. And they're all now saying the same thing. Oh, my gosh, all of the doors are opening up. I understand what's happening. So please tell a friend, uh, you know, um, make sure you're watching the shows, listening to the, the podcast, because by Christmas time, you will understand why getting angry at these things is the worst thing we can do. Yeah. I had two more quick things on the funeral yes. before we leave this. Uh, one, uh, you know, when you have a, uh, uh, it seems like there's so much activism at these funerals. Like, it seems like everyone's got a political cause or they're talking about, you know, like, I think that there's a great point made by the minister there about the black community. Um, there were some really bad points, I thought, made by other speakers at these funerals. But, like, I... Doesn't, isn't a funeral just supposed to be a celebration of life? Like, I don't know when this, I don't like this development where everyone, I mean, if you're going to. I hated it when it was Paul yeah, Wellstone. Yeah, it's a, you know, if you're going to create activism around any topic, probably at Aretha Franklin's funeral, it's pancreatic cancer, right? Like, that's yeah. probably the right target if you're going to, like, what what all of this has to do with her life and her death, I don't, I don't understand. And, you know, John McCain was more of a political figure, so maybe in some ways you'd understand I think that. you could say, I, I think the one you could excuse, I think, is the last pastor that we heard, Aretha, because, I mean, Aretha's song, as we talked about on the radio today, that, mm -hmm. she took that song, as originally written for a man, and sung by a man, and respect was, I'm coming home after a hard day, I want a little something-something, honey, treat me, give me a little respect, meaning sex. She took that song and flipped it upside down and made it real respect. So she's, she, she was part of that civil rights movement that was empowering women, empowering black women. So you can kind of understand the one eulogy where he says, well, okay, let's talk about where we are now. With this, where we were with her, where are we now? Have we made progress? So you can kind of understand that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's an argument to be made, especially if it's consistent with the way she lived her life. And I think yeah. that that's, that's, I just don't know... If, I don't know. There's certain things that belong in certain venues, and to me, political activism doesn't belong at a funeral. I hated it. I, I will say, too, and this is a gentle pushback against the way we do things here in America. I don't, I, I, I'm a tad uncomfortable with the whole spectacle of the, of the state funeral. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I like it for presidents. I don't think I like it for anybody. I mean, I, if you're... It's it's just a strange it's a strange thing, and I don't, I think as a, just as a giant ceremony of praising someone's life, I know it's meant in a very respectful way, and and I don't think it's, there's any ill intent there, but it's it's weird. Like I you know I think I really respect John McCain's military service. He did incredible things for this country. You know I was not a huge fan of him as a senator or a presidential candidate, but if you just look at his military service, someone who would sacrifice like that deserves that. But like so does Marcus Luttrell when he passes, and so does Chris Kyle. 
right? Like there's there's a lot of people, and I think we glorify this government service in a way that I'm not comfortable with fully. Yeah, I agree. I, I think presidents may be different, but I mean, yeah. look at the bright side. Look how far we've progressed. Um, try this. You know what the front living room used to be called? If you're my age, you might remember your parents or your grandparents used to call that mm. not the formal living room, sitting room. The, Parlor, parlor yeah, the front parlor, mm. as in parlor, funeral parlor. That room became oh, the formal. <laughs> that became the formal living room. It was the parlor, which is where you had all of the dead relatives would lay in state in that room. Really? Yes. That is mm. yes. awkward. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. creepy. It's, it's where creepy you would have guests that would come into the house that were you, you know visitors who were not family. You'd have them there, but also it was the parlor where you laid out the dead relative. So we've gotten much better. <laughs> we're going the right way. We're going oh, the right are. way. We, we throw one underneath the rotunda every once in a while. I'm okay with it. Going back to uh, needless outrage, people are burning their Nikes. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. Okay. There's well, they're nothing. forced. They're forced. To. They're forced yes. to. There's nothing more American than burning footwear. I think. We all can agree on that. Better uh, than burning books. Yes, I, I, I do think it's better than burning books. It is probably. Uh, we have some video of this. Yes. Uh, why not? Not only am I burning my favorite pair of Nikes, you are burning your sales. Have a good day. No, interestingly, Mike drop. No, they already yeah, got his money. Yeah, they already have your really money, dude. That. Like, I don't <laughs> care what you want with them. That you can buy as many pairs as you want and burn as many pairs as you want. Nike's going to be happy. Um, now, whether this is a good business decision for Nike, I think it was a terrible, terrible business decision for I'm, Nike. For Nike, because you know, putting Colin Kaepernick as the face of an ad campaign is a is a, is a stupid mm. statement. He's not informed about these issues. He is anti-police. He is. He is an anti-flag. He's very clear. Anti, uh, Anti-anthem. He is like he's I the one who are, said so in the yes. first place. I think there are uh, NFL players who have protested the anthem that actually mean it the way these activist organizations want you to think they mean it. Yes. There mm-hmm. are some that are that have Maybe. thought these issues out, and I, I disagree with them. Um, but you know, they're, they're not calling Kaepernick. Kaepernick is the worst example of yeah, these he players. He, he is. is absolutely the worst example of them. And for Nike to embrace him this way is a huge mistake, I think, for their business. Um, you know, I thought that, too, until I heard from Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Oh, really? And found out mm-hmm. that he uh, is a big supporter of Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yes. Did you not know this? Yes. Oh, he oh, yeah, tweeted. He tweeted, tweeted out. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad tweeted. By the way, he also informed us <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL oh, when he was playing. Oh, wow. Now, he took out... He took out, uh, in a really important time from his day, of stoning women right. who have gone outside without their husbands in order to make that point. I think it's really valid. Yeah. Mahmoud's been on the Twitter a lot lately. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's kind of it's a fun world development. Yeah, it's like. one of those things that you might check yourself and go, I might be Wait, on the wrong side. Yeah, if Mahmoud Wait. agrees with me, I yeah. yeah. Doesn't necessarily rule it out. <laughs> no, it's but, a pretty good indication. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue with Colin Kaepernick, if you look at the photo again, and he's kind of just like staring longingly at the camera, that's how he stared down receivers and why he sucked at being a quarterback. Uh, this is why he doesn't have a job. There yeah. are plenty of players. In fact, one of the best players on the Eagles was a guy who, uh, who uh, the Super Bowl champs, they, who, was, who pro- Thank you. opposed, Thank you. Uh, opposed the uh, flag and, and protested it in a much more, I think, respectful way than Kaepernick did. But still, he didn't have a problem hanging on to his job because he's good. Beyond that, I think there's an issue with going back to the, flat, the, the shoe burning, which is, you know, at some point, you have to stop allowing 
a dope like Colin Kaepernick to run your life for you? Why is Colin Kaepernick, because of decisions he's making, changing your life in any way? If you enjoy watching football on Saturday or you enjoy uh, wearing Nikes, you are allowing a person who you identify, I think correctly, as someone who doesn't know what they're talking about and is not a person you want to to associate with, you're letting them make important decisions about your life. You're letting them schedule your Sundays. Why would you give them that power? Why would you give Nike that power? Why would you give anyone that power? Uh, You know, so many times people say it like this. They say, uh, I, you know, I love the NFL and now uh, Nike is forcing me and Colin Kaepernick is forcing me not to watch. No one's forcing you to do anything. Nike has no power over you. Colin Kaepernick has no power over you. And the NFL has no power over you. You should do what you choose and stop letting these political issues control large portions of your life. Yeah. The, 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 the other side of that is if you didn't stand up and say something to Nike. I don't think they would have lost $3 billion this morning in shareholder value. Mm-hmm. That's quite a hit. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, and, and well-deserved. Yeah, and yeah, well-deserved. But I don't want to be controlled by them, but I also mm-hmm. I think people feel like they've been backed up against the wall, and they want... They want these companies and these people to know. Yeah, they want to show them how they feel. I am not with you. I, well, uh, really, we do have to take a break, but really quickly, uh, I also think that if people were to actually do the research, they'd find that like 99% of these people are already giving their money to places that they don't agree with. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just not plastered all over the yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So. Right. All right, back in a minute. Something to be said for keeping your mouth shut sometimes. Yes. Hi, it's Glenn, and I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to tell you about another show I think you're going to like. It's called The Morning Blaze. It's with Doc Thompson. You can check it out right now wherever you get your favorite podcast. Before we get into the uh, sissification of of the country, Mm -hmm. I want to thank our other sponsor, Mercury Real Estate. Glenn, I know that you uh, formed this company after buying a a house. Yeah, no, after actually trying to sell a house. Remember, Pat remembers the nightmare of selling my house. Yeah. You sold your house, fine. I went Mm -hmm. with somebody who was a friend of a friend. Right. You know, and uh, you know, because how do you know? Yeah. It was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. So we started this company, and we ran it for about, I don't know, a year or so without advertising. So we want to get everything right because we didn't want another experience like we had for other people. And uh, so now we have, I think, 1,500 agents all across the country. They're the best of the best. Um, And the letters we get in from people, you know, these agents, they'll go over. I mean, one agent, I can't say they all do this. One agent went over and helped this woman. She thinks she had just gotten a divorce. She was moving and her house needed painting. So the agent went and painted it with her on a Saturday. I mean, it's like they're crazy good people. They know your market. They know what your house is worth. And they're going to sell it on time and for the most amount of money. Yeah. And maybe so. a nice shoulder rub whenever you need it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, do they do that? Me too. Oh, wow. No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go yeah. there now. All right. The sissification of our children. Yeah. In Alabama, of all places, uh, they just banned seven games out on the playground um, because... Oh, they're far too dangerous. And I, I think uh, i got to refer to my notes here for which ones these are. But the Alabama Department of Education has deemed these recess and gym activities inappropriate. Uh, they include, which is not something I played a lot at school, but steal the bacon. 
<laughs> steal the bacon. Is that like a capture the flag that. situation? Sort of. You, you put okay. you put an item in the middle, and you have two teams that run up and grab it, and whoever gets back first. If that isn't if that uh, isn't so inappropriate, yeah. steal the bacon. <laughs> so inappropriate. Why is that inappropriate? Um, well, because there are people who uh, feel bad that they didn't get the bacon first. And then oh, get no. back to their place. And what about okay. Jews? Jews and Muslims, are they happy about this? <laughs> I think they will be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, relay races. Now, um, successes are generally ignored, but failures are fodder for continuing ridicule, mm. at least through the end of the school day. Musical chairs is banned because no. basically oh, yeah. the same person wins the entire time. Everybody else feels completely alienated. What? And, you know, they can't continue with their life after they've been alienated in a game of musical chairs. Oh, no. What do you expect from these kids? No. What? They're not, I mean... That's the sort of... They're never going to see a heartbreak like that later in life. Right. There's never no. going to be anything that's right. going to measure up to <laughs> no, that. So. No. That would deal with the same yeah. kind of rejection no. as musical chairs? No. When they go out... When they go out looking for a spouse as a guy... Right. ...standing in a bar, you know, try, or, you know... Being, what is it, swipe left or right now? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, there's no that rejection. Compare. There's that no rejection. They'll think back like on musical chairs, and they'll think that was a lot worse. Yeah. So yes. I can deal with yeah, this. I can deal with this. <laughs> Kickball. Um, sometimes there's major potential for embarrassment if the kicker misses the ball. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. That was me every time. Charlie That's, Brown as well. Yeah. Who hasn't missed the ball at least once um, as a kid? No, every um, time. Almost everybody has. <laughs> yeah. You know? Speak for yourselves. Giants, <laughs> elves, and wizards, also known as crows and cranes. Oh, also now, I didn't know what you were talking about. Well, that yeah, now, now you it's a little it. Harry Potter-ish. I'm against that one because of the devils in it. Now, according to the article, <laughs> the rules take forever to explain, and even then, students are still confused. So we don't want the kids to be confused. No, we'll just eliminate the game. That is the most complicated thing they will deal with in their entire life, <laughs> Thank the rules you. of crows and cranes. Well, other than musical chairs. Yes, well, yes. that's the most difficult and <laughs> hard, you know, tragic one. Duck, duck, goose. Anybody play duck, duck, goose? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. of course. I'm tired of the child slaughter from duck, duck, goose. (laughs) Child slaughter? (laughs) It's got to stop. How many people have died playing a rousing game of duck, duck, goose? None. None have. Well, not yet. But can you imagine the potential? (laughs) If we could save just one child. (laughs) It's worth it. (laughs) Right. And then, of course, this goes without saying, dodgeball. Uh, I mean, oh, it's just... we used to call that kick kick the ball in Glenn's face. <laughs> That's what we used to do. Um, you know, so I'm, I just finished Jonathan Haidt's uh, uh, new book um, called "The Coddling of the American Mind." You have to read it. Every oh, yeah. parent has to read this because it talks about what's happening in our colleges and then winds it back. And it's from this. Yeah. Well, how and, are you? How are they going to learn to deal with adversity correct. or he, disappointment or embarrassment? He he puts it in such a great way. <clears throat> we are preparing the road for our children instead of our children for the road. Ah, that's a good good way to put it. Right. Yeah. They cannot handle anything. This this helicopter. You know, everybody got a ribbon. Everybody gets an award. That started in the nineties. 1995 is when they zero set this, and they look back. Those are the people that went to college in 2013. That's when all of this nonsense of, I can't be offended, you know, I can't handle it. One, mm-hmm. he has an example. One student um, was, uh, said that they could not handle the classes because their ideas that they held sacred and close and dear were being challenged. 
there's another school, I think it's Michigan, um, that is now handing out, if you go to the doctor and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I miss my parents or whatever it is, if they think that, that you're at all kind of depressed or anything like that, you get a letter that says, if you're thinking about suicide, you are not to talk to any of your friends because this will be a major distraction in their life. This is your issue. You come to us and us only. Wow. Are you kidding wow. me? Mm. It's crazy. Jeez. Wow. All right. Back in a minute. Hey, it's Sarah Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I want to tell you about another program I really think you'll like, Cat Gray Unleashed. You can check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I have an exclusive. You do? Yes. Oh my God. Exclusive Blaze secret. What is it? What is it? Uh, Glenn is going on a book tour to what, like 12 cities and. You can get exclusive pre-sale tickets before they get released to the general public. If you go to glennbeck.com slash tour and use offer code TheBlaze. So you can grab those tickets. You get to see this guy over it's here. It's actually going to be a funny, it's going to be a funny tour. Yeah. Really, really good tour. Different than anything we've done. I haven't been on tour in probably six to right. eight years. Into overtime next. Yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. You briefly mentioned uh, the Kavanaugh hearings. And speaking of addicted to outrage, I think that that falls right into it. So, I mean, part of me wants Kavanaugh to... It wants the Democrats to thwart this just because it will piss Donald Trump off. And then hopefully he'll say, oh, you didn't like him? Here's, how about this one? Judge Napolitano. Uh, you know, I love that. You thought that was bad? Okay, here you go. Uh, so, uh, but I, I, I'm just so disgusted by it. When, when a Supreme Court justice nominee has to have his children removed from the hearing... Because it's too disturbing for them, that's a problem. Yeah, we, we've turned into animals. Um, and I want to go ahead and show uh, Linda Sarsour and her clan were just to show a little bit of what they were doing during the hearing. Does anybody think this makes a difference? I don't think they should be stepping on mice in the middle of the courtroom. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. This is, what is the point of this? What is sorry, everyone's sorry about your eardrums, too. Yeah. Sorry oh, about that. That's that was bad. There's that was a shrill set of noises. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre, too. I mean, like, think about what a strange thing this is. This kicks off, and we didn't even get to it during the normal show. The Kavanaugh hearings began, uh, which is it's very bizarre. Uh, and, you know, at the same time, a lot of the Woodward uh, book has come out and some of the crazy stuff from that. And that You really... see the transcript. The only thing I've seen is a transcript yeah. of the conversation between Bob Woodward and the president. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't think I, no, I don't think I saw that transcript. Oh, he's it, <laughs> Trump. It's like, gets him on the phone. It's like, uh, Bob, 
Uh, or Bob says, Mr. President. And uh, he says, yeah, who's this? And Trump reached out to Bob, not right. the other way around. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, Bob, oh, man, I hear you wrote a book and, I, and you didn't call me for an interview. And it's this long exchange. Yeah, yeah, I did, Mr. President. No, no. Who'd you, who'd you talk to? I talked to this person, this person, this person. This. Oh, they didn't tell me. They didn't me. tell me. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't tell me. It's so ridiculous. No, they keep a lot of stuff from him. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was just, it's so ridiculous. And he calls Kellyanne Funny. in and he's like, Kellyanne, Bob says you talked to him. Yeah, I did, Mr. President. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, supposed to, you're, you're supposed to agree there. Kelly. It's really crazy. Um, but, you know, the Kavanaugh thing, it's, it's just so ridiculous. I found it really uh, bizarre that they were uh, protesting the Kavanaugh thing um, uh, with the Handmaid's Tale outfits. Um, it was just an it's oh, amazing is that thing. what they were wearing? Yeah, well, that wasn't on that one, but they were outside the courtroom. And, and it's supposed to be sending a message about uh, abortion and how important it is for society and, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it's an interesting way to make that point because The Handmaid's Tale is a story about how when people don't give birth often enough, society goes into collapse. That is what the, that is the <laughs> fundamental story behind A Handmaid's Tale. There's Jeez. an infertility problem. Not abortion, but infertility that causes not enough births to happen, and that causes the de- the the fear that the species is going to run out, and therefore it goes into all societal collapse, and that's how women lose their rights. It's because so, there's no birth. Can I tell you something? Man. What was the first story I told you about today? Do you remember? It's six thirty in the morning. We haven't spoken in fourteen days. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot happening in the world. First thing I tell you about? Uh, oh, God, it was one of my little pet issues. Um, the possibility of the, depar- the, uh, the uh, disappearance of the banana. Oh, the ba- <laughs> that's right. <It> was- <laughs> disappearance of the banana? The, 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 I think it's the Kavanaugh banana, which is the banana that we have. Mm-hmm. Every banana that you have eaten, most likely in your entire life, assuming you only started eating bananas in you know, 1960, Every banana has been a clone of the same banana, okay? Okay. Because there was this, there was a banana. I can't remember. It's the, I can't remember the name of this banana. It was good. It got a disease. It wiped out all the bananas, okay? They started growing bananas. They couldn't get it to taste right. They couldn't get it to taste like that, okay? They still haven't been. So the Kavanaugh, I think it's Kavanaugh, um, is the closest we could come to that. Well, because it's so specific, there is a new hybrid of this virus that is is going in and starting to take out some of the plantations and if that happens wow there won't be any bananas left no don't huh. say that i know it's i horrible. love bananas i love bananas too i love them it's but it's called kavanaugh mm. it's like the i think it's called the kavanaugh banana this is the banana that we have there's only one banana it's the same banana cloned i will say over and over again and when we talk no this, idea no yeah. idea where'd you get that I think I read that in Wired. Wired. That is amazing. Yeah, I have to read up on it. Um, but uh, huh. he did call it uh, the Kavanaugh banana this morning. But I thought at the time, too, Cap- is he just saying that because it's the Supreme Court justice? Is, is it smashing in his brain? <laughs> oh, could be. possible. It could be the Smith ex- banana. We don't know. <laughs> it could explain why I saw some of the senators like big yellow things that I could take their head and just peel them down. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just threaten U.S. senators? Oh my gosh! By peeling their heads. My gosh! I want to address a couple other things uh, that happened during the Kavanaugh hearing, just because I know that it's swirling around on mainstream media, and I want to make sure to dispel any kind of rumors that anyone might hear. Uh, so, one of the fathers of a school shooting victim 
approached Kavanaugh right before he was about to get whisked away. So there were reporters in his face. Everyone was screaming at him. He outstretches his hand to introduce him uh, himself to Kavanaugh. This is the end of the day? Yes, Kavanaugh is, or is at least during a break. So he's, he's being escorted out of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a look. So... Oh my. Yes. Well, here's from another angle. Yes. Can we slow the footage down? Or here's a guy who has just gone through what he's gone through for the day. His children had to be removed because it was so hectic. Everybody's pushing at him. Everybody's pulling at him. Everybody's calling him a murderer or whatever. I mean, that's probably even not bad enough. I guess somebody who was trying to stop murder, maybe for him. Uh, and uh, and he gets up. They're obviously pushing him out. Mm-hmm. You can't hear. Everybody's screaming at him. Mm-hmm. I've been in this situation where you're in a crowd and you look at somebody and they're saying something. You have no idea what they're saying. Especially if, the, I mean, this guy's completely unfamiliar to him. Yeah, and, and you're in a hostile environment. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, uh, NBC and some other sources were, you know, putting it out there and saying he were. ignored the father of a school shooting victim, yeah. which, of course. Yeah, and on the way out, he, he also uh, shot uh, Rudolph. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The Easter bunny he ate for dinner, served oh it to his my. kids. Served it to his kids. And also, uh, his clerk, apparently, I believe her name is Zena Bash. She is actually, she's a white nationalist supremacist. We know that, of course. Uh, First of all, yes, because. we know that? Well, we know that because there was footage of her behind Kavanaugh, sitting behind him, Uh, clearly doing the OK symbol. As you can see, she is calmly resting her uh, her hand on uh her arm. uh And her, her fingers are just relaxed enough to make that. Okay, okay symbol, oh my. which she's clearly showing to all of her, is, you know. What does that mean? The okay symbol followers on television. That's that's like the rumor spreading around. Uh, what? Right, but what does that the, mean? What's okay? My that's arms. That's their okay? secret. That's their secret symbol. For well, what? it's not real secret if it's if everybody knows it. Well, <laughs> it's for so, being and for, is she, for calling to other white nationalists. Is she like they're like they're letting the other white nationalists know that they are a white nationalist by doing that. So she's very clearly Weird. doing that is okay she, symbol, right? She couldn't just be sitting there. Is she white or no, is she she's a Hispanic? granddaughter of immigrants. Right. I mean, she doesn't look white. So why would she, why would a granddaughter of immigrants who's not white be giving the national, white nationalist symbol? I, I mean, it, it had been, it had been online. Maybe to piss the, the, the white nationalists off. They're like, <laughs> how dare her? <laughs> it had been online for, I think, like an hour and it already had 300,000 views, oh and it was gosh. just, you know, this oh, person stupid. What's putting it on your... the internet and saying, uh, yeah. you see what she's doing here. What's the name of your book again? Uh, <laughs> addicted Outrage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seems like Almost it like we are Addicted Outrage. Mm. Yeah, there it is. Mm. I saw this run over the weekend, Stu, and I am assuming that you were as angry about it as I was, but Fox News and some other uh, media Whoa. sources, to, they infuriated me just completely criticizing a man just trying yes. to work for a living. Thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, dude from the Cosby Show, I mean, uh, I don't know, apparently doesn't have, uh, there's not a lot of uh, reruns going on anymore, uh, sending in those checks. Uh, and, you know, whatever, he's, he's come to a point in his life where he needs to do an honest day's work. Uh, and that should be something that we should be praising. 
not not degrading. And the tone of the article was very much like, look, we caught this celebrity. And now he's fat and he's working at a grocery store. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Cosby, and, Cosby show oh actor Jeffrey gosh. Owens spotted bagging groceries at New oh my Jersey gosh, Trader Joe's. Yeah. Who was he in the Cosby show? Uh, you know? He was the uh, oldest daughter's boyfriend, boyfriend. right? Yeah, Lisa. Lisa okay. What's her face? No, I don't think Lisa's. Bonet was it? Bonet? Lisa no, Bonet? Lisa Bonet was not the oldest. Okay, well, I can't remember the other exactly. one that was in huh. college. I, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. Not that I'm watching the Cosby Show with my kids because that would be wrong. Yeah, no, actually, it's a great <laughs> at this point. It's a great show. Um, but until I, they find out. You know, yeah, hey, you kids, know what? The story uh, at the end is yeah, not so great. <laughs> so they bashed him because he's he yeah, they're like a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, because he's making no. an honest living. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. How I mean, look at how his life is spiraled out of control. Look at the. He's what? got a job. Uh-huh. He's working at a grocery store. Yeah. There, my grandfather, my grandfather would beat the crap out of this society. Right <laughs> he would just come, and we'd all be in the woodshed. <laughs> there is nothing shameful about working for an honest dollar. There is shame in not working when you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great if he just took money from the government or, uh, you know, got up and complained or, about uh, white privilege or, or whatever it was? Or even just this. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe he has to have a job at a grocery store? Yeah. I mean, he's a star. No. He was a guy on a TV show. I don't know what happened to his career afterwards. Maybe he chose Maybe he to leave. Maybe he didn't want to be want an actor it. anymore. Whatever. Maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's now working in a, in a different job like regular people. Oh, my gosh, that's so offensive. Yeah, I mean, in, wow. Trader Joe's is a great company to work for. I mean, it's, you know, they've got great benefits, and yeah. they're known for, you know, treating their employees very well. But, I mean, it's like, you know, the idea that you would go into this, and, you know, I don't know if, how much of this has to do with, uh, you, know, the, you know, what has been problems in his life or if it's one of those things where, you know, I bet he was getting a lot of money on reruns and stuff like that, and that's probably completely dried up at this point. Uh, so, you know, he's got to go back and, and take an, a, a normal person job and go do something of value to the rest of society. What the heck is wrong with that? The fact that you mock that is, is completely ridiculous to me. It was shameful, especially from, I mean, from Fox News. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you guys should know better. Yeah. Daily Mail mm-hmm. or whatever. Or yeah, you know, TMZ, like, okay, maybe right. you get in that. Okay. But, like, but Fox, Fox News, I don't that's, know what they were doing disgusting. That. Still, uh, put yourself in his shoes. I'm, I'm doing an honest day's job. I used to be somebody. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've gotten over that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working hard. I got a family or whatever his life is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now, and now he's like, oh, look at the fat slob that has to, you know, <laughs> bag groceries. Terrible. Yeah. That's horrible. It's terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Remember that you guys can be tweeting us your questions or comments using the hashtag TheBlazeY. Pat, you, this is just for you. Mm. Hooch. Glenn, uh, when you were gone, we had a discussion on uh, Shake Shack versus <laughs> In-N-Out versus Whataburger. It was very hard-hitting. discussion. It was very hard-hitting. Oh, very Shake important. Shack, without a doubt. Thank really? You. Okay, so Hooch says, I'm with Pat all the way. Team Shake Shack is number one. Oh, Thank yes. you. There's no competition. By far. It's not Whoa. even close. No, no, no. It's competition. not even close to in I mean, it's so far above In-N-Out and Whataburger. Okay, so we've lived all over the country. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've never had Shake Shack, so mm-hmm. I can't Oh, say. my gosh. No, we but lived I've never had a better burger I'm telling you, in New York City, you don't. You don't like people. You don't want to be around people. You don't want to stand in line for food. You've had it. Mm-hmm. You in New York City, Shake Shack start, and you literally you would stand in line around the block for their burger and shake. It's unbelievable. You'd have to wait forty five minutes and it's to the, have your what? order taken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're outside and around the door. You in know, the around winter, the block. 
in the yeah. winter. And oh you'll gosh. wait till everybody yeah. gets through there's and you get up to the front check. of the line. Uh, I don't remember. About 20 right? minutes from here. 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have it automatically programmed on GPS. 19 minutes and 22 <laughs> seconds. And it's really good. You should yeah, go. It's okay. really good. I will say, I've seen a lot of people wait around the block at, uh, at, uh, at Shake Shack over the years. And California, famously, in and out is like that. Is Whataburger like that? I mean, they have so many locations. No, but I know Texans, Texans love it. Texans love Texans it. Texans love Texans it. Love but I will it. tell you, did I, you see the story about uh, In-N-Out Burger last week? Yes, that's, yeah. Why, yeah. that's why it came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah crazy. We need to get there with some sort of news tie, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I don't. Today's episode is about favorite burgers. <laughs> you don't see me complaining. <laughs> uh, today's poll, I know by now everyone's heard that Vanity Fair called the new series Jack Ryan a patriotic nightmare. Are you planning to watch Jack Ryan in spite of this patriotic in spite nightmare. Of. In spite of. In spite of. Or because, because of. of. Because of. I, you know, I was starting to go shaky on this thing because I like him as an actor. I love him too. And, and this has been delayed too. and delayed and delayed and delayed. And that's usually the sign of trouble. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I, I'll watch every episode, no matter how bad it is now. <laughs> Multiple yeah. times. Oh, and it's yeah. not bad. It's, they're good. Are they? Oh, you've seen they're good. Them? You've seen yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's just great. I love John Krasinski. He's just awesome. Anything he's he in, is. I want to see. Plus, the dude from Suits is in it, too. You know who, I mean, it's, a good, it's a good... It's good. You know yeah. who else is really good, like him, uh, is... Um, Oh, uh, the guy who's in A Star is Born, just redid A Star is Born. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Oh, and I love he him. is good. Yeah. I, I saw a review that A Star is Born is, a couple of reviews said, best movie ever made. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Probably be seeing Bradley, by the way, on TV on Thursday night as he attends the Philadelphia Eagles uh, game against oh, good the heavens. Right, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, as they bring down the band. Does it end? When does it end? February-ish. Unfortunately. Unless they win again. And then they win again. Uh, okay, that's year. enough. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Get him started on BYU. 28-23 <laughs> 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 over Arizona this week. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.